Let's turn to the Word of God this morning. We're going to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. We're going to... Amen. I'm on my best behavior, church. My parents are in the building. Amen. <laughs> yes. The, 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 the king and queen, amen, are here. God is good, so don't tell them any stories. Amen. All right. God is good. Exodus chapter 3. We're looking at the word of God. You know, when I was growing up, um, I picked up a few instruments. Uh, the first one I started was piano, and then I touched, uh, <laughs> I touched drums as well. Uh, then I picked up the bass guitar. Um, and the bass guitar, I, I, I really did like, I really did love the guitar. Um, I was playing that bass and, um, you know, through school. Um, and I really did like it. Uh, and I thought I, 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 was, I was an okay standard um, I thought I was good. I thought I was, you know, I used to play along to different music. And then I came here to this church <laughs> and I heard Babs play the bass. <laughs> Come on. And then I realized there's levels to this. <laughs> Come on, I used to play keys as well. And I saw Matthew and Gerald play the keys. I was like, oh, I realize now there's different. Come on, there's different, you know what I'm saying? There's different levels to how you play certain things. So then I realized what level I was on. <laughs> and how many know that is like life in general? Whatever you do, you realize there are levels to things. Like wherever you are, whatever you are functioning at, whatever level you are functioning at, how many know there is another level? There is somewhere more you can go, somewhere higher you can take. Wherever you are right now, whatever it is, your career, whatever it is, your, your marriage, whatever it is you are doing, there is another level. And I want to say that God wants to take you to another level this morning. Can you say amen in this place? Come on, whatever it is you are doing, God wants to take you further, wants to take you to another level. So I want to preach in sermon of entitled, Going to Another Level level. And wherever you are right now, I said already, whatever you're doing, however your revelation of God is right now, whatever your prayer life is like right now, your, your reading of the word right now, whatever your situation, your circumstances right now, there is somewhere else to go. There is another level. Life that you're current, currently experiencing isn't all that God has for you. Did you know that? Where you are right now, there is more that God has for you. What you're doing right now isn't just the be-all and end-all of life. You haven't reached the pinnacle of your life yet. There is another level. Whatever you're doing, God wants to take you higher. Here we have a man who was tending sheep. It wasn't even his own sheep. It was his father-in-law's sheep. And he was living a life mundane. But God wanted to take him to another level. God wanted to bring him up, push him forward and go to another place. Listen, I find it interesting. A mighty man of God who successfully discipled men and women who personally established multiple churches. The one who wrote 13 books out of the 27 New Testament books. Of course, I'm talking about the Apostle Paul. He did all of that. And Philippians 3 verse number 13, he said these words. He says, brothers and sisters, 
I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. In other words, he's saying, listen, I know what God has done right here in my life. I know what I've seen. I've seen the miracles of God. I've seen the power of God. But what he's saying to his brother and sisters is that there is another level. Can you say amen in this place? And I want to push towards that other level. We should not be sitting and complacent to say, listen, I'm cool now. God has blessed me. Yes, he has. But there is somewhere else he wants to take you. There is something else he wants to do in your life. God wants to take you to another level in every area of your life. Who agrees with me in this place this morning? Can you say amen? He wants to take you to another level in your understanding. It was through the prophet Jeremiah that the Lord said, in Jeremiah 3, sorry, 33, verse number 3, it says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. In other words, God's saying, you know some things right now. Come on, you've seen some things right now. You've experienced some things right now. You've gone to places. You may have had some victories and so on. But God is saying, I still want to show you some things that you do not know. Come on, with the relationship we have with God right now, we've not even begun to scratch the surface of what he wants to show us, where he wants to bring us into. We should have that mentality that God, I want to do what you have called me to do. God, I want to come and reach another level with you. I want to experience you in a new way. We should come into the house of God expecting to have an encounter with Jesus Christ like never before. We should come into his house saying, God, Listen, last week what you did was good. Yesterday is gone. Today I'm in need of you to take me further, take me deeper. The relationship you have with Jesus Christ is good right now, but you need to go deeper. You need to go to another level. What you've experienced in his word is great, but you need to go to that next level. And God wants to take you to the next level in your understanding. He wants to take you to the next level in your faith. See, because when speaking of faith, how many know there's levels to this? When speaking about faith, Jesus let us know that there were certain levels to faith. Listen, when Jesus was healing or a centurion came to Jesus, said, listen, I've got a servant at home who is paralyzed. I need you to come and heal him. Jesus said, fine, I'm going to come and heal him. The centurion said, no, listen, don't even come to my house. Just speak the word and I know that my servant will be healed. And what Jesus said to the centurion, in Matthew 8 verse number 10 it said when Jesus heard it he marveled and said to those who followed him assuredly I say to you I have not found such great faith in all of Israel he's saying listen your faith is on a different level Jesus wants to let you know that there are levels to faith So the faith you have, listen, God wants to take you. He needs you to experience another level of faith. There was a blind or bold, sorry, Gentile woman who came and said to Jesus, listen, I need help. I need help. And Jesus said, no, this is for the children of Israel. She understood that, but she kept on going on, pursuing Jesus. And in Matthew 15, 28, Jesus said and answered to her, oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. 
desire. In other words, the faith that you have is on a different level. And we need to understand that there are levels to faith because Jesus, when blind men were crying out to him and saying, what do you want? He says, make us so we can see. In Matthew 9 and 29, Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be to you. According to your faith. In other words, Jesus will work according to the level of faith that you have. Come on, if you believe that all you have to do is touch his garment and be healed, that's exactly what will happen. If you believe that Jesus just has to say a word and your servant will be healed, that's exactly what will happen. But if you also believe that, you know what, Jesus can't change my situation, then he won't. He said, according to the level of your faith, let it be. So God wants to take you to a new level of faith. God wants you to experience a new level of faith so that you can function in all the power that God has for you. That you can see what God wants you to see. That you can experience him in new ways. He wants you to move to a new level of your faith. Can you have faith again to believe that God is able to come into your situation and change it? Can you have faith right now? Come on now. Can you have faith to believe again for the person you've been praying for, they've not got saved? Can you have faith to believe again that God can heal every sickness and disease? Can the level of your faith be increased? Can God take you to another level of your faith? He wants to give you another level in your impact. Isn't when he went to Peter and the other disciples, they were fishermen catching fish. He says, if you follow me... I will take you to a different level. Come on, right now, all you're doing is fishing for fish. Well, right now, if you follow me, I will take you to a different level and you will become a fisher of men. He wants to do that. He wants to take you to that other level. He wants to bring you up from where you are. He wants you to experience something supernatural if you accept what God wants to do. And in our text, God wanted to take Moses to another level. And what did Moses do? Found in verse number three of our text, the Bible says, Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. Turning aside basically meant that he stopped what he was doing. He made an acknowledgement. We have to acknowledge what God wants to do in our life and turn aside. Can you say amen in this place? We have to acknowledge God. The Bible says, trust in the Lord and lean on your own understanding. And in all of your ways, acknowledge him. In all of your ways, turn aside. Stop what you're doing. Acknowledge him and he shall then direct your paths. Listen, God can sometimes cause things to happen in your life because he wants you to turn aside. God can allow things to go through your life because he wants you to stop doing what you're doing. Turn aside and acknowledge him. And as you acknowledge him, you give him your attention. He can allow situations to come into your life. Life has ups and downs. Things can happen in your life. You need to pay attention and turn aside. Let God come and intervene. He can use conviction to come in your life. Jesus spoke to a woman at the well. And as he was speaking to her, he began to convict her, saying the way that you're living isn't right. He did that not to shame her, but so that she can turn aside and see what God wanted to do in her life. Many times people go under conviction of the word of God and they start to get uncomfortable. They don't turn aside but continue to live the way that they're living. 
God wants you to turn aside. God is saying, turn aside. But some people are happy functioning at the same level. I'm happy functioning at the same level. You know, what boggles me, uh, it happens in call centres along the world. You know, I, I, I worked in a call centre years ago. Um, in 2009, um, I worked in a call centre. You're just answering calls, customer queries and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I've always said customer service jobs are good, but it has a shelf life. I can only be there about 12 months, that's about it. Any more than that, I'm going to go crazy. Because there's so many times you can have people just calling you, shouting about this, where's this, where's this, talking to you a certain way. There's only so long I can handle that. Can you say amen in this place? I say about 12 months, and then I say you've got to do something else. Come on. But what fascinates me about customer service jobs is that you can go in any customer service, broadband, uh, lighting, uh, logistics. You can go anywhere. You find some people who've been there for like 20 years. I'm like, Lord. I remember I'm sitting there. Some old woman is next to me, bless her. I'm looking. I'm like, how long have you been here? She's like, I've been here since 19. I'm saying. functioning at this level come on there's more for you right here come on there's there's more there's a big wide world out there come on there's more for you and as I go through life I see people who are happy to just function at the same level of nonsense going through the life living for the weekend and dreading Monday to Friday but then they say oh thank God it's Friday going to some nightclub spending their money and sleeping to somebody they don't even know who it is and come back Sunday they have a headache Monday they do sting all over again and then years after years living at the same level it's like God has so much more for you but some people are just happy functioning at the same level God says turn aside turn aside I've got something for you I want to take you to a new level I want to take you to new heights. I want to take you to a new freedom. Stop living bound by sin, bound by addiction, bound by sexual immorality. God wants to take you to a new level. Can you say amen in this place? We can't be functioning in the same level of nonsense. God says, turn aside. Now notice verse number four of our text. It says, so when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God called him from the midst of the bush. In other words, God was waiting for him to turn aside. And then when he turned aside, that's when he called him. Come on, I don't believe the Holy Spirit puts things in the Bible just for accident, but by no reason. There's a reason why that's in your and my Bible today. There's a reason why we can read that. We can understand it says the Lord, when the Lord saw that he turned aside, when he saw that he acknowledged him, when he saw this is what he wanted to do, that's when he called from the midst of the bush. And that's significant because he could have called before. While he was walking his sheep, he could have said, hey, Moses. And then he turned aside. No, no, no. He put this bright light on. He put a phenomenon on, waiting for him to see the signs. Then he turned aside, and that's when God called him. God is waiting for people to turn aside. He's put this, the bush is burning. It's there, it's not consumed. But you're still just living, just living the work, just doing all you're doing. In a call center, 20 years, answering calls. God wants you to turn aside. What has God put on right now in your life that he wants you just to turn aside? What situation are you going through? And you think, this is a bit odd, this is a bit weird, but let me just carry on it. No, he wants you to turn aside. Isn't a bush burning in those days wasn't actually odd. You know, in those days, the heat was, was intense and a bush on fire would happen quite often. But the, 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 the uniqueness of it is that this bush was not consumed. So he could have just counted and said, I've seen that all before. But he says, no, this is different. 
God puts things in your life sometimes that are different and he wants you to turn aside. God was waiting for Moses to acknowledge and turn aside. And when he did, God spoke. I want to move secondly. As we understand here, God spoke. But what did he say? It's found in verse number four of our text. God said, Moses, do not draw near to this place. Take off your sandals. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Take off your sandals. Now, I know that's not new to many people. People understand, have heard this story before, heard this account before. Take off your sandals. Where you stand is holy ground. But have you ever considered the significance of the sandals? Have you considered the significance of why God said, take off your sandals, take off your shoes before you come here? This is holy ground. You know, when I got married, um, it's 2009, amen, God bless her. One of the things, you know, every, everything changed because I'm, I'm, I'm now living uh, uh, with my wife and we're, you know, we're getting to grips with each other, amen. Marriage is interesting, come on now. Two selfish people coming together, you have to make it work, amen, and it's a blessing, but you know, one of the things we're learning each other, but one of the things she was like serious on is about when I come into the house, make sure you take your shoes off. Now, because I wasn't really too, like, I was just, hey, it's just, it's just shoes, I'm like, what's, what's the problem here? Like, I, I can, it's just my house, I can just walk in anyway. She's like, listen, don't come into my house wearing the shoes you've been walking outside on the road for. You've been walking all sorts of mud here, walking all sorts of nonsense here, and you're going to come into my house and bring those shoes in my house? Take your shoes off. And I'm like, okay, but I understand what she was saying because when she said that, it reminded me of a situation back when I was living at home. And praise God, my parents are here. I don't think I've told them this story, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm just going to just throw it out there and see what happens. Amen. <laughs> But I remember when I was living at home, and me and my friend, one of my best friends, Greg, his name was, we grew up together, he came to my house, um, and we, we just went straight in the house, we just walked straight into the kitchen, um, and uh, what was in the kitchen was about to fix something, and I started smelling something. I was like, what? I was like, bro, what's that, what's that smell, man? He's like, I don't know, what's that smell? Chicken the bins, is, is something in there, something gone off, I opened the fridge, is something gone off in there, and I just smell, just smell. And then I looked down at his feet. And on his shoe was like, I don't know if this, I don't know what animal had produced this, but it couldn't have been like a dog because the level of doo-doo was too much just for a normal animal. It was wrapped around all the front and the side of his shoe. It was just all up on his, and I was like, oh, it's that. That's what the smell is. And then it dawned on me, the kitchen was at the back of the house. So that means that's... <laughs> That means we've just traipsed through the whole house with this nonsense on his feet. And I was scared to look out. <laughs> but I looked out and I saw footprints all the way to the door of... <laughs> Praise God, my parents didn't find out. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, they found out now. Forgive me. God bless you. <laughs> we had to... But what I'm saying is he, he traipsed all that nonsense into the house, into my parents' house, my father's house. Amen. So when I started to think about that, uh, I understand the picture of God saying, take off your shoes, take off your sandals. Listen, if you're coming into my presence, uh, I don't want you to bring the nonsense of the world into my presence. Can you say amen in this place? Come on, he's saying, take the shoes off. Take that stuff off. The stuff you've been walking around in, the people you've been the stuff you give yourself and you're going to come into the house of God with the same nonsense. Take off your shoes. 
God is saying to you this morning, you're coming into my presence. You're coming into this place. is holy. I want you to leave that unforgiveness at the door. Come on now. Come on, I want you to leave that nonsense at the door. Listen, Jesus was telling his disciples a story in Matthew chapter 5. He's saying in 5 and 23, he says, If you bring a gift to the altar, you bring a gift to the altar, and there remember that you have something against your brother. He says, leave the gift. Leave that there and go back and find yourself reconciled to your brother and then come and do what you're doing. Leave the nonsense. Don't bring the nonsense of the world into the presence of God. You come in here, funky attitude. You want to come and serve a minister of God. Don't be doing that. Listen, I've told many people many times, some of the ministers here as well, saying if your heart ain't right, don't come and pick up an instrument. Don't come and pick up the offering basket. Don't come and tell people. Listen, don't come and bring that in the house of God. Many people come. Their shoes are filthy. They're coming in here. They've got something against their brother, something against their parents, something against their... And they're trying to raise hands to worship God. Come on, that doesn't fly. That doesn't work in the house of God. Take off your shoes. It's a sign of purity. It's a sign of, listen, I don't want you traipsing through the house of God. We need to put that away. Look at Ephesians 4 and verse number 31. It says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. In other words, take that stuff off. You can't come into the presence of God as if everything is all good. And you know deep down that you have something against the person you're standing right next to you. Come on, you know deep down that where you was last night doesn't really agree with what the Bible is you're holding in your hand. It's quiet in here. Come on, it's quiet. It's warm. I know, I know. But God is telling us all, take off your sandals. Take those things off. God wants us to go to another level. And in order to get to another level, take off the dirt from the world. Strip that stuff off and leave that at the entrance. It's a sign of purity it's also a sign of uh, pride. You know, they say that you can tell a lot about a man by his shoes. <laughs> you know, I came here, I came to church this morning. Brother Daniel was wearing some serious shoes. I'm not, you know, when I say, hey, when I say, and it's like, when I grow up, I'll have some shoes like that. Amen. <laughs> but they say you can tell a lot about a man by his shoes. I remember I used to work in Foot Locker. It's a trainer shop for those that don't know. Um, and it was, it was actually true. Whenever we, we would walk at the stand at the door, we knew what people were going to buy by what they were wearing when they came in. Uh, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I don't know if it was, if it was, if it was wrong, but it just, it just happened that way. I came and I saw um, uh, different types of people. I saw people that came in, that looked, the people that looked after their trainers. I said, okay, this guy's going to buy some trainers and he's going to buy some cleaner as well. I can see, I can tell by his feet. Um, I saw a guy who come with holes and stuff in his trainer. I said, this guy is just window shopping. He's not coming to buy. <laughs> not coming to buy. And that was true. He'll come window shopping and walk straight out. Holes in his trainers and everything. His trainers were speaking. Amen. Same thing. Um, you see people were, uh, with, with, with sandals coming. Hey, you see it all. Uh, when I saw someone with bare feet, I was like, hey, I, hey, I don't know what's going on there. But you can tell a lot. So, but, you know, buy your shoes. So, so what that says is uh, it, your, your shoes or the, the stuff that you wear, it's like your identity. It's like your, 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 who you say you are, what you believe yourself to are. So God is saying to Moses, listen, you come into my presence. Take that stuff off. Listen, I want the real you. I don't want this, this pretend false you. Take that stuff off. Come on, I want the bare you. I can't be dealing with this false facade that you've put up. 
I can't be dealing with this false identity that you have. Take that stuff off when you come into the presence of God. To get to another level, listen, I want you to understand I know who you really are. Come on, I knew you before you was even born. I formed you in your mother's womb. Don't come with the pretense to talk about I'm this and that. Take the shoes off. In order to get to another level, there are some things you have to leave behind. And in order to push forward, there's some selfishness you need to leave behind. There's some idolatry we need to leave behind in order to get to another level. And really, when taking the shoes off, a sign in the Middle East of taking off your sandals is actually a sign of respect. Back in those days, uh, when you come with sandals, you go to somebody's house, you took your shoes off. It was a sign of respect. It was a traditional in the Middle East to remove your sandals um, as a sign of respect. Um, And that's how we should treat God. We should come into the house of the Lord uh, with some respect. Sometimes people come here uh, or come to, to, to the house of the Lord, just treat it anyhow. It's like this is the house of God. And, he's do, and we need to understand who the God is we're serving. We need to understand and have some reverence before that. And as we do that, as we humble ourselves, we will then be exalted. The Bible says that. Listen, if you humble yourself, that's when we're going to be taken to another level. If we live on this prideful level, saying, I am this, I am that, we have some name about us. Listen, we're going to do a disservice. But if we humble ourselves, that's when we'll be exalted. I want to look finally with you at the beginning of all wisdom. You see, because there was a response that Moses had. In verse number six of our text, the Bible says, Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. You see, one of the Proverbs I want to bring to your attention is Proverbs 9 and verse number 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You know, when we have that, and it's not a scared feeling, it's it's a complete reverence for God. When we have the reverence of God, the Bible says that is the beginning of all wisdom. When we understand who God is, when we understand exactly what he has done for us, we understand the power that he wields, we understand his majesty, is when we come into his presence, we need to come humble. We need to come uh, laying our, uh, our, our sin and our shame aside. We need to come and, and lay down and recognize the power and the majesty of God. And as we do that, is then we will start to see God will exalt us. God will bring us up. That, how many know, is the right response to God. When we see the grace of God, that we have the breath to breathe and we come into his presence, we need to be humble. Come on, we need to say, how can I do this like Joseph said and sin against God? How can I live my life like this when God has done so much for me? How can I come and continue the life that I'm living, continue the path that I'm going when God decided to say, you know what, I love you so much, I'm going to come down and shed myself and give my life for you. How can we continue on living our life in a certain way? Come on, God deserves our reverence. Do you say amen in this place? 
God deserves us to bring ourselves down lower, move our pride outside the way, remove the nonsense that is keeping us, remove the dirt from the world so we can come into his presence. And I find it interesting about the presence of the Lord. How many know it wasn't the bush that was special? How many know it wasn't that particular area, the Mount Horeb, they're trying to find exactly where it was so they can go there? Listen, that wasn't the special thing. It is the presence of God that makes all the difference. This building we're in, amen, God bless the landlord, we're leasing it, but how many know this ain't special? This ain't special. What makes it special is the presence of God. As God descends upon this place, this place becomes holy ground. And when this becomes holy ground, we are to respond as Moses did. We are to come and remove our sandals. We are to come and remove our pride. Come and remove the stain of the world. Come and submit ourselves and, and, and humble ourselves. Like him, hide our face from God and realize uh, the wretched sinner we are. And then receive the grace of God that he has for each and every one of us. And then when we do that, God will pick us up and dust us off and take us to a new level. Can you say amen in this place? Listen, Moses was spending his time looking after sheep. But how many know? God brought him out from that and he became one of the greatest deliverers of history and able to lead the children of Israel. What level has God got in store for each and every one of you under the sound of my voice? Wherever you are, whatever you are doing right now, God wants to lift you up and take you to a new level. Come on. Don't stay in the same place. Don't stay doing the same thing. Don't be happy with the current situation. Allow God to bring you to a new level. In order to get to a new level, you you need to spend some time in his presence. But in order to come into his presence, remove the stuff that hinders you. Remove the dirt that's keeping you. Remove the, 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 the connection to the world that's keeping you bound. And come into his presence. And when you leave the presence of God, you will not leave the same way you came in. Can you say amen in this place? Come on, let's give him praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to take you to a new level. God wants to use you in ways you've never been used before. God wants to bring you up. Whatever lunch level you are functioning at right now, you could be here, this is your first time in church, God wants to take you to a new level. Come on. You could be here serving God for your whole life. Well, you've not attained yet. God wants to take you to a new level. Come on, you could be here, you know the Bible back to front, but God still has more things to show you. God still has more revelation. God wants to bring you up out of the miry clay and put you on solid ground. God has got so much more for your marriage. Your marriage has got a new level. Can you say amen in this place? Come on, God wants to take you further and beyond what you're currently experiencing in life. God wants to take you further and beyond the power of God that you have experienced. Listen, how many know when you read the book of Acts, you see men of God will walk by and their shadows will heal people from sickness and disease. God wants to take you to a new level of ministry. Can you say amen in this place? God wants to take you to a new level of effectiveness. And this is for each and every one of us in our lives. We shouldn't be happy just at the same level. God wants to take you to a new level. All you have to do is allow him to do so. Take off your shoes. 
That is a profound word, a profound message. If you don't remember anything from this sermon, remember this. Take off your sandals and come into the presence of God and allow him to make you something brand new. We're going to pray because I believe we're in the presence of God right now. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes right now. Going to another level.